Talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers There's always so much to discuss Let's jump right in It's LA Clips Forum It's LA Clips Forum with Jesse and Brian Welcome to the LA Clips Forum. My name is Brian Andrew. I'm here with my co-host Jesse Sandoval. What's up, guys? That was probably one of your best, uh, one of our best segues into you being my co-host. I, I, I don't know. know. I don't know what it is. I always feel like it sets the sets the bar for how the podcast is going to go. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, I start slurring my words, there's something wrong usually. So <laughs> <laughs> every episode, <laughs> <laughs> we have a jam packed episode. We're obviously going to get into the elephant in the room, uh, and you, you guys all know what it is with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. We're going to get into if the crypto.com arena is actually two arenas or not. I don't know. I don't know what Kuzma was trying to say. <laughs> And um, how about just the guys we have on the court, right, Tyloo? Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but first, you know, I feel like the tinfoil hat has been used universally around Clippers Twitter and, you know, us trying to be overly creative over here. We figured that we would not use tinfoil and we're going to become detectives like Batman. Sorry, sorry for that spoiler. Calm down, <laughs> Patterson. <laughs> but we're gonna bust out the red yarn, like the Ellie Sunny meme, and we're gonna start patching things together and seeing if we can figure this thing out. Uh, I don't know how far we need to go back. Uh, I guess we could technically go back to when Paul George was supposed to have the MRI date, which was the twenty fourth. It got pushed back a day. We were all like, "Oh hell yeah!" If it got pushed back a day, that means we're gonna hear some news on the ESPN game. <laughs> it didn't happen. And then Tyloo basically was like, "Yeah, he's fine. I don't know. He's no, no, he's, he's not coming back, but he's also not. I don't know." And we're like, "All right, thanks, Ty." And then we all of a sudden, Clipper Clippers Twitter, the B writers podcast. All of a sudden, we put this mindset in that it was like. It's going to be the next TNT game. <laughs> and the Clippers never said it was going to be the next TNT game, but we said it was going to be the next TNT game against the Lakers. Clippers go by 30. Then all of a sudden they, they pan to the bench. You see Norman Powell, you see Kawhi Leonard, you see Paul George. Kevin Harlan says something on the lines of, you know, they're ahead of schedule. And they're like, oh, okay, I don't know what that means. There's a month left of basketball. Hopefully, you know, ahead of schedule could still mean that they miss the season or ahead of schedule might mean that they're coming back. But Clippers, the Clip, Clipper Nation got stoked, you know? So we we're like, hell yeah, they're going to be back. Then all of a sudden, the weekend comes along. Oh, by the way, on that day where uh, we were supposed to, Kawhi Leonard's in the background of a Marcus Morris uh, jump shot or something like that. And uh, all of Clipper Nation started, like, you know, zooming in on the video. And Clippers, Clippers uh, social media took it down or something like that. Fast forward to this weekend, Paul George is starting doing the shoot around, right? And you know, this looks like a legit shoot around. It's just not it's not him shooting with his left hand. He's shooting with the right elbow, you know. Well, imagine he's just shooting with the elbow. He's not shooting <laughs> <laughs> like, that, like that's how good his elbow is. He's shooting with the elbow. So the positive take is, you know, he's shooting around, you know, it looks like it's a normal shoot around. Negative take is it looks like they're they apparently what i've heard is that they're limiting him to a certain amount of feet in front of so you know he's like 17 feet in within right so he's not shooting 25 foot jump shots yet or something so i don't know if that is accurate or not but it's what i've heard and then 
before the Warriors game. And keep in mind, in between all this, the Clippers got blown out by 30 with the Knicks. <laughs> and then so, so before the Warriors game, Kawhi Leonard is shooting a bunch of three-point shots. The I believe the national anthem was playing in the background. It was the most patriotic thing I've ever seen, seen in my life. And he makes a bunch of them in a row. Clipper Nation's like, oh, why would the Clippers post this if they know if they if he's not coming back? And then yesterday, Farbod, Woj, Chris Haynes, it doesn't matter who it is, <laughs> have been basically saying they're less optimistic based on their sources. The Clippers are less optimistic that Kawhi's going to come back. It's more likely that PG will come back, but you never know. And so now this – and then today, Norman Powell just put on Instagram that he, he – that in a, he's wearing a Clippers jersey, and it looks like uh, – I'll find the quote right now. The storm is coming. Get ready. Well, technically, and one posted it, and then he reposted it. So okay. I don't. I don't know if and one is a, is a good source. <laughs> uh, can I? So we. That's all the information. Now we're gonna put this together. Yeah. So, Brian, I'm not gonna lie. When you were going through all those events and sequences, I was just picturing you. And like before this podcast, you just had a bunch of photos and tweets and you're like putting pins like <laughs> and, and like strings together. Yeah. You're like, son of a. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? We got to figure it out. <laughs> you know? Like you're like had like your 10th cup of coffee. Like you're just, yeah. you're trying to crack the code and there's no code to be cracked. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, what? I'm thinking that because. I feel like I've been listening to like what like everyone's been basically saying yeah, it's less optimistic that Kawhi is coming back. And then my mindset has been, yeah, but then why would they post the video? Right. And then I'm going to like, I don't believe I there's like multiple sources that say he's less likely to come back. And I'm like, I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't the, the I, heart wants to believe because we feel like this season is ours for the taking. If we have, all our guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like we're manifesting this hope of it. And, you know, all, all that's some of it, some of that's to blame based on the Clipper organization too. posting all these photos, like of like shooting around or like the beat writers taking photos of them, you know, taking shots or working out. And it's just like, Oh, look, they're, they look good. They look good. I'm like, well, we don't know. Like, we're not looking at the reports. We're just yeah. watching them take a shot. Right. There's much more to that than than what just meets the eyes. It's like, I don't know. I I, I believe the, the organization is a little frustrating because they're being very secretive. And then we're hearing conflicting reports or we're seeing at least conflicting things, right? Like, yeah. Why post Kawhi taking jump shots if he's not going to come back, right? I if I could defend the organization just a tiny bit, and I'm not saying I necessarily believe this, but I'm just going to throw it out there, is two two things. Either a the light at the tunnel at the light at the end of the tunnel at least makes Clipper fans feel like you know going to these games might be worth it. Still, you know, if you take out our championship hopes, then maybe some fans might not go to the, the games. You know, just being realistic about that. Also, it could just be, hey, guys, we know that we don't have Kawhi here, but look, he's shooting some jump shots. Isn't it cool to see him again? Not saying he's going to come back, but it just might be like, hey, look, guys, it's Kawhi. You haven't seen him in a while. Isn't <clears> this great? 
you know, like he'll be back next season kind of thing. You know, like we're not saying he's coming back. We're not saying he's not, you know, um, Ty, Ty Lu also mentioned that he doesn't want Paul George required to come back unless they do get some regular season reps in. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. Um, we were joking on a Twitter space last night that that just means that quiet comes in for six minutes during garbage time in the OKC <laughs> game, the final OKC game. So I understand why Clipper, the Clipper organization is like taking photos of like Kawhi and PG and kind of getting, it feels like giving your hopes up, but ultimately those are our star, our star players, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. Like those are the faces of the, face of the team the organization so you're gonna have to post some photos of them i'm pretty sure um i don't follow the nuggets but i'm pretty sure they've posted photos of murray and like no one's game i don't feel like i've heard a lot of noise from that organization from that fan base about that um that's i don't know but then you also get like I can also see the the frustrating part of like seeing Paul George, you know, tweet like a photo and like of him like working out and then like the the sh- emoji, you know, mm-hmm. like and it's just making you start thinking like, <clears throat> is the Bermuda Triangle real? You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, you open up another, you, you go to uh, Joanne's Fabric and just buy some more red yarn, right? Like this is, and then now I gotta connect that one. And it's even worse because, like, we already know the history with this medical team, and now it's like, I don't know. There's no, like, as a fan, there's no confidence in the medical team. And I'm like, I don't understand how Steve Ballmer continues to, like, utilize them, uh, I guess. Yeah. And we do give uh, Jason Powell a lot of slack, even though I think all he does is, like, you know, uh, get like put band-aids on players when <laughs> they, they get like a cut during the game i don't really even think he's like the head person in terms of that regard you know i don't even think he's the one who makes these medical calls uh but he's the he's the face that we know you know and i think that's what you know it's kind of like the, the same thing where like you know it's the front office's fault why the lakers got russell westbrook but you know what's fire frank vogel you know it's that kind of thing you know <laughs> um i'm not saying fire him you know fellow bronco you know keeping you know we we need all our broncos to keep their jobs um but to throw this out there i think with Kawhi and the acl situation it makes a little bit more sense that you're not going to put a specific date on when he comes back right mm-hmm. correct but with paul george and and maybe norman powell and you can make the case that technically they said like, you know, maybe four to six or three to four weeks originally with Paul George that they were going to evaluate. And now it's turned into like three and a half months or it's been basically two and a half months. I mean, almost three. It's, it's kind of like one of those things where his injury does kind of specifically have that timetable attached to it, where you could start letting the fans know what the timetable is. It's not if and when. Like, I understand that you might not want to bring him back if Kawhi is not going to come back, then might as well just, you know, maybe punt the season. I understand that that's an option. We all could disagree or agree with that. It doesn't matter. But, like, his injury legit should probably have a timetable. Most teams release a timetable when their players are not coming back. And if the timetable gets pushed back a little, then the timetable gets pushed back. I don't think Clipper fans would be upset if they said, 
Paul George will be back in eight weeks. Like they announced this in January and they said he'll be back the sixth and within six, to eight weeks, the eighth week passes. And they say like, no, we still think he needs more time. I don't think Clipper fans would be upset. The thing is, I think why Clipper fans kind of get upset is the they're letting us know dates of MRIs and they're not giving us a clear indication what the hell the MRI said or what. And then all of a sudden we're like, well, is he in that ramp up period that Chris Haynes reported or is he not in that ramp up period? Mm -hmm. Is the ramp up period after whatever this is like, is this considered like, I think the Clipper fans are just like, what are like, we, we see a light at the end of the tunnel. Now, is it a firefly or is it a truck coming toward us? Like, like we don't know. Yeah. And we're trying to i think it's it's a little more i think it's more refreshing for the fan base with the the paul george thing and probably it's overshadowing the norman powell thing the norman powell's injury too is probably another scenario where hey there should probably be a timetable for this if you're any other team in the nba for example uh i think dylan brooks hurt his foot against the clippers they said it would probably be three to five weeks until he comes back it's been longer than three to five weeks and the organization's like, Hey, you know, the, the process has been a little slower than we thought. We expect them back early to mid March. So Grizzlies fans have a certain uh, expectation of when Dylan Brooks is going to come back. Right. And the team's playing well enough that maybe they felt like, you know what, we don't need to rush it. Fine. Cool. You know, and then maybe they, they get announced, you know, what? it's done already. We'll push it back another day. That's at least being a little bit more transparent. And I think like we don't mind the secrecy aspect of it as a fan base. I really don't mind it, especially with the quiet thing. But I do kind of as a fan get like, hey, you know, at least give us a timetable so we could at least like look at the schedule and be like, you know what, that that road trip at the end against all those Easter conference powerhouses and stuff, it's at least doable because we might have a Paul George back. And if that Eastern Conference road trip comes up and Paul George is not ready, then fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and it, like I think as a fan base, we're just exhausted at this point. It, fine, you come back, come back. If you don't come back, we'll see you next year. You know, it's it's. It, I think we're at that point. Yeah, to me, it's not more of like uh, I'm not frustrated based on you know because of this lack of information. I can't really guess whether or not we're going to win this game or not on the East Coast. What I'm more frustrated is you're constantly posting these things, and <clears throat> I, I defended them a little bit, but I also want to, you know, talk about it because it gets exhausting, you know, seeing all these posts and getting your hopes up, and you're thinking like you're hearing, oh man, they're gonna be back, they're gonna come back, they're gonna come back, and you're just imagining, okay, when they come back and we make it to the playing tournament, oh man, you're getting excited, you're thinking about, and then getting closer and closer to the end of the season and doesn't seem like we're making any progress or we're not getting any information and we're getting left in the dark. I'm just echoing what you're, what you just said, but it's, it's true. It's very frustrating uh, as a fan. You want to be transparent with a fan base. I don't know if this is something that, I don't know. I don't know if they do this because they, because the players want this, like the players want this privacy. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't, I don't understand that. And if they do, um, I don't, I don't kind of, I don't get it. <laughs> like, right. um, I don't, I don't think you, you receive any hate for not healing faster, you know, you, yeah. you know, it's, it's a, it's difficult pill to swallow because with this organization and it's, 
we like to do things, you know, in the dark. And right. sometimes that works great when we get the Norman Powell trade. And sometimes it doesn't. Example, and, there are injuries. And the timing is just a little weird because, for example, we've been kind of hearing about like Hawaii's workouts. We've even seen videos where maybe he's in the background and he's, you know, not doing too much. He's just, you know, shooting set shots or something like that. He's not doing too much. And now he's shooting three, but it's like the Clippers organization does need to like, like, I don't know, read a room. Like, Hey, we've been hearing rumors for two and a half weeks and maybe you're trying to draw likes or retweets or something like that. You're trying to create more buzz or trying to maybe get uh, ticket prices by like, you know, hinting that Kawhi or Paul George can come back or something. I get that from maybe an organizational, uh, method of doing that stuff but just from a culture standpoint and trust me we're all about this clippers culture and the vibes and stuff it's just like read a room dude we were hearing rumors and then you're posting these videos we're all we're obviously going to spec uh, speculate that they're going to come back and then all of a sudden we're hearing that they're not no i, I agree with you Ty Lu, and I'll, I'll be paraphrasing here uh when he was asked about Kawhi and paul george he basically said he was tired of talking about that shit. <laughs> and he he just wants to he's like when they start playing he'll talk about them then but he wants to talk about the players that are fighting on the court now which would bring us to our up and down week of basketball I guess I, I would put it um lost by 30 to the Knicks not much to say about that lost by less than 30 to the Warriors uh thanks to a great showing by Ronnie Hood and Sammy Ojale in that fourth quarter you know to cut the lead down uh, but you know, Sammy Ojale when he hit that Dirk Nowitzki shot, uh, I'm just telling you, there's a reason why he's on this <laughs> roster. Uh, but yeah, the Wizards game. Let's 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 get to the Wizards game. So yeah. it was up and down. Uh, Jesse, it was a uh, it was a good game. Uh, Clippers came out on top. We won that game. Uh, the most irritating part about that game was Kyle Kuzma's comment after the game where he basically says that now they're gonna play uh, they're gonna play against the team with the bigger crowd pretty much or the more noisy crowd essentially. And uh, that was a little irritating, right? Like this guy's not even a Laker anymore. like the fan base literally hated him, wanted to get rid of him and he's like talking like, like he's an all-star and it's like irritating. I, I I don't understand why this guy thinks that uh you can still talk crap about the Clippers. I don't I don't I don't get it. Yeah, it's it's kind of odd, right? Yeah. Like the Lakers could trade you, but you'll always be a Laker kind of thing. Um, I don't know. Like it wasn't very showtime when he was there before LeBron got there. <laughs> so but yeah, they he he specific, he he kind of mentioned that you know it's like playing in two different arenas when it's the Clippers and the Lakers and yeah and I don't know maybe he's just trying to get Laker fan base to make the Laker fan base I don't know still like him or something I don't love me love yeah. me yeah I don't happen. yeah I don't know like uh do you do you think like we don't know this but do you think Laker fans are like the Wolverine meme? And they have him and uh, Caldwell Pope. I'm sure they don't miss Montrez, but 
they have Kuzma and Mont- and, and uh, Caldwell Pope in the picture, and they're just like laying in bed, looking at it, remembering how the team was be- before they got Russ. <laughs> I think uh, I th- I think they do right now, but um, because yeah. Kuzma's not playing, be- like obviously he's not a star, and I think that's what's like a little frustrating, like. You were like the fifth fiddle on the Lakers last year. Yeah, you were supposed to be the third, but you're like the fifth. And yeah. and uh, now you're playing decent basketball, but you know there's less pressure. I guess you don't have LeBron uh, threatening to trade you at every practice. Even the season where they won the championship, I felt like Alex Caruso played a much better role than Kyle Kuzma in that championship run. Um, you know, he was always like neither here or there, you know, sometimes they'll show up in one game and then sometimes he disappears on one game. And oh, it's just a little frustrating how much he thinks that he's like, I don't know. I feel like he's not, I feel like the Laker fan base isn't like the Clipper fan base, right? Like mm-hmm. we love our guys. Rodney Hood could probably leave and we'll start, we'll still, we'll still remember him. And he yeah. probably played like what, 10 minutes altogether in the, <laughs> With the Clippers, <laughs> Clipper on, Clipper he, played like 10, he played like 10 minutes against the Warriors, you know. <laughs> and he, I think he, 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 he was probably like our third leading scorer or something like that. <laughs> like, I, I heard he had the most efficient game that game, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, so when people people talk crap, you know, there's a reason why we got these guys, you know what I mean? Yeah, so we, we show a lot of support. So I don't understand how this guy continues to like talk great about like an organization that willingly gave up on him, traded him away. And then also a fan base that literally talks so much shit about him. And it's just, it's irritating. That guy, well, he's on, he's on the wizard. So, you know, he's got that going for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go, enjoy, you, go enjoy that. Um, which kind of brings us then to, cause there, there is like, even when we've already played all the games against the Lakers, there's this mini rivalry. Kyle Guzman's on the wizards and apparently he wants to ignite it. Um, Reggie Jackson said, Clipper Nation to heart, it's truly L.A. No shots at them over there, but they are the lights. They are the bright lights. They're Hollywood. They're the show, but I feel like we're we're definitely the heart of the city. We're here for the people. And that's what Reggie Jackson said about Clipper Nation. And do you, do you feel the same way? That's my guy, dude. Well, there's, a reason why we, there's a reason why Clipper Nation gets behind Reggie. You know, mm-hmm. he feels the love. He feels the energy from the fans and, you know, I still, I still have that, like, uh, you know, watching the game, I forgot who was it against, but I, I just still remember the shot before and you're still hearing his name being chanted before the shot even goes in before he even takes the shot. People are chanting out Reggie. Yeah. And um, it just goes to show how much the fan base loves him. I love him. Um, and I absolutely agree with him. Um when it comes to people outside of the outside of uh, California, you know they think of LA, they think of Hollywood, but they don't really understand there's more to California than Hollywood. You know, Hollywood's mm. pretty dirty. <laughs> Let's be honest, right? right? Um, and it's not even a place you want to go, honestly. If you're if you're a resident of California and you've live in Los Angeles. You don't want to go Hollywood, like uh, we when when people say like let's go to Hollywood, you just put your head down, you face home <laughs> a little bit, you just start stressing out. <laughs> your blood pressure rises because you're thinking of the traffic, exactly. You're thinking of the parking, 
oh it's, my. it's not it's and then you show up and you're just like i don't i don't even know why i'm here <laughs> like, yeah that's a nutshell that's the nutshell of being in california for the most part is you think that you want to be somewhere you show up and you're like why am i here exactly right? hopefully the intuit dome changes that <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, there's other there's other parts of, parts of California, you know, like and I think there's a lot of fan there's a lot of Clipper fan base out there, you know. So which brings us to additionally what Reggie said. It's always no shots, but I feel like me not being from Los Angeles, I feel like the Lakers are what you come to LA for. The appeal, the lights, it's amazing. But once you come to LA, Palmdale, i.e., throughout the LA, I feel like this organization embodies LA. So Take me to Ponder. <laughs> I, I, was, I was talking about this on the space yesterday, and I forgot who. Actually, it might have been Clayton. Clayton from the alternates mentioned that. Mm-hmm. I guess in Chicago, there's the Chicago Cubs, and then there's the Chicago White Sox. But there's not a whole lot of, uh, like, yeah, it's prob- there's probably a little rivalry there, but there's not, like, legit hate disdain for yeah the other organization you you root for chicago white Sox on your part of town we were for the those cubs over here it is what it is it's cool you know and he's like he's like i don't know if the clippers and lakers will ever get to that and obviously it was going to make it harder once they were playing the same arena but maybe now that they'll be in different arenas it might be different and i i don't know if it will ever get to that point where it's just like, you know, you respectfully, you respectfully root for the Clippers. I respectfully root for, root for the Lakers, especially that mm. there's always going to be one or the other or both trying to make the playoffs. Um, maybe if both teams were absolute trash, maybe it'd be like, hey, look, yeah, look, we're, we're both <laughs> 20 game <laughs> people <laughs> and it's a toss up who wins. And maybe both fan, both both fan bases could just uh, enjoy and joke about our teams or something, but I don't know. I don't think we'll ever get to that point. Um, I guess what I was trying to um, lead to with that is, I forgot my point actually. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's a while you're thinking about that point. That's that's pretty interesting because you know both and I, both you and I follow football, right? So. You know, there's the New York Jets and New York Giants. And I never really see, you know, a lot of crap talking between the organization or the fan base itself. Right? Like, uh, yeah, we're not from New York. So we maybe we don't see it on the streets. So maybe like we don't go on New York Jets Twitter. I feel like New York Giants talk more shit about the, about the New England Patriots. Then. <laughs> well, and and uh, keep in mind, like, I think like, and the, the, the thing about the White Sox and the Cubs is that they're in two different leagues, technically. The Jets and the Giants are in two different conferences. The Clippers and the Lakers are in the same conference. Like, they're competing for the same thing every year. And you, so that's that's different. What's up? Do you feel like, uh, chan- like I guess, the historical pedigree of the Lakers plays a factor into it? Oh, absolutely. I think, like, uh, I was, I've also made this point in the past is, the Lakers, it's kind of if you grew up, if you're growing up in LA or the greater LA area, it's kind of like you're it's expected that you're a Laker fan. And if you decide to want to be a Clippers fan or root for another team, you have to then choose not to be a Laker fan and then then root for the Clippers or whoever, right? 
Mm-hmm. And I think the the dislike and the hate for the Clippers organization is this is a bunch of fans that just decided not to be Laker fans. It's not it's less about the Clippers themselves, I feel, and it's more so that we decided we're not going to root for your team. And uh, and the and the Laker fan base, the Laker organization has it's like, you know what? F you guys. <laughs> and we're like, well, you not F you guys, you know, you guys always talk about your championships. We don't like to hear it, you know. So yeah. It's, it's a it's an interesting topic, honestly. I think because <laughs> I just I, I can't find the root of it. I don't think there's a clear-cut answer to this. I don't understand why it exists. Um, maybe it's a sociology question, you know? Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, maybe. It, it, you know, and I think, like, fan, fans really get into their culture. Um, and I think if I if I could throw this out there, and if a Laker fans listen to our podcast, maybe they'll say, hey, Brian, you're totally off base on this. Clipper fans, for the most part, I feel no matter who's playing and how the team's doing, we're behind the team. You know, we're cheering and stuff like that. I do think Laker fans winning or losing could have the luxury of tuning out. Mm -hmm. They could just tune out, come back a few months later, come back before the playoffs, come back next season. And they'll feel like, all right, this is another chance of maybe a championship season or something. Or mm-hmm. when they're not doing well, this is a chance that we could sign X free agent. You know, whereas Clipper fans, we feel we have to be a little bit more in the moment because those things are not always guaranteed. And based on our history, it's never been guaranteed. Mm-hmm. No, so, I so we give we we care about our February games. <laughs> you know, no, I think I... this might be the first time in the Laker franchise history that they had to care about a February game. So. I, I agree. Um, you know, when you're when you come from an organization that has 17 championships, you don't really care much for what goes in between, you know, the start of the season at the end of the season. Most of the time you can check out everything. I mean, if you're and then those are the casual fans. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the hardcore fans. So I'm pretty I'm pretty sure tuning in and I don't know where I was going with this, but I just feel like having more championships and having experience already a couple championships here and there kind of deludes uh oh I should know what's a what's the term um basically it doesn't make it feel anymore it doesn't change the feeling of winning another championship for us it's like it's going to be our first time you know like right. and that's why we want to watch every season we want to experience everything we want to see this roster and because when it when when that day happens you know we go like damn like this is we saw it. We finally saw it. Right. And I'm pretty sure I'll break down and cry. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna break down. I'll probably break down and cry too. And I'll be honest with you. My first season. So, you know, like I said, you're kind of born into becoming a Laker fan. Mm-hmm. And unless your parents are Clipper fans and they introduce you to the Clippers before. But if you're just going into basketball cold, which I think this kind of happens to you as well, right? I was a Laker fan technically because I felt like that's what you're supposed to be. <laughs> I was a Laker fan when I was like nine or 10 years old or something. And I, they won a championship. And I don't know if like this was mature of me at the time, but I was like, well, what the hell am I supposed to root for for the rest of my life now? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, they just become, a, they just became a lot more boring, you know? <laughs> and luckily for me is that there was another team that was a lot more exciting to watch like yeah 
Shaq uh, being 300 pounds uh, running up the court and, <laughs> you know, being a big guy. Glenn Rice, cool. Rick Fox, all right, you know. And uh, Chick Hearns, fine. And Stu, and Stu Lance is, I'll admit, Stu Lance is one of the most boring play-by-play or commentator <laughs> guys. And he's not really a play-by-play guy. And um, it was just like, all right, cool, you know. It, it the Lakers felt like this is a team your your parents and grandparents watch, whereas mm. the Clippers at the time had Darius Miles, Lamar Odom, Quinn Richardson, Keon Dooling, Jeff McGinnis, all these guys that were young and fun to watch, and every game mattered. Like it wasn't a guarantee they were going to make the playoffs, and they didn't. <laughs> and it took me six or so years into being a Clippers fan that they finally made the playoffs. And most of those guys were not on the team anymore. Mm-hmm. And, but it was something, it was, it was a, like a breath of fresh air of like, Oh, this is something I could get behind and be entertained by. Obviously uh, being nine or 10 years old, I did not know how much of a scumbag Donald Sterling was. And if I maybe knew that I probably wouldn't be as invested. Cause I, if I knew that he was, basically purposely making the franchise suck then maybe i wouldn't be as committed but i didn't learn that till much later and by then there was a light at the end of the tunnel named blake griffin so yeah it's it, i honestly think it's that decision you make at a point where you're just like i'm gonna be a clippers fan because i believe you, you brought up on the podcast at one point too where you're like you know what i'm I started as a Laker fan, or I was, at least was watching. You were watching Laker games, right? Yeah, no, I would say I was a diehard fan, like, and that's because my mom was a diehard Laker fan, and like one of our, one of my favorite childhood memories is like asking her to stay up late, so I asking her if I could stay up late so I can watch, you know, the Lakers play, and watch games, and then I saw their three P, and that was exciting, and they had a really bad season, and you know that's like. You know, I'm still in elementary school, right? So, like, I kind of lost, like, interest in it and started, like, doing other things. And then, uh, yeah, life happened, and I came back to the sport and, like, following, started watching basketball again, and my sister was really getting into basketball. And then, you know, she wanted to become a Clipper fan because I wanted to hang out with her. You know, we stopped hang- – something happened. I, I left home for a bit and, yeah, started following Clippers with her. And – it was during Lob City, so it's a good time. This is a this is a very fan centric podcast, and this is what we are a podcast for fans by fans. So I feel like this is you know uh, this is perfect. Uh, yeah, same thing happened with me in baseball. I grew up an Angels fan. They won a championship. I got bored. I obviously I didn't feel like I fit in with the fan base. If uh, I don't, I'm not going to go further on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. I wanted to get back into the sport, and as a Clippers fan, I was like, I'm going to get behind uh, another Southern California underdog, and I chose the Padres, you know? Mm-hmm. I grew up not liking the Dodgers, so I'm not going to root for the Dodgers, you know? But it's not like I'm over here just, you know, hating on every Southern California team either. It's just, you know, I just chose the Padres, and I've been a fan for over a decade now. Yeah. So. No, I agree with you. Um, can we yeah. all just get along? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Well, it doesn't help that – we probably don't make it easier on ourselves. Um, <laughs> do you have any final thoughts before we wrap it up? I uh, just want to thank Jake and Trent for, you know, appearing on the last podcast. I wasn't able to attend, so we appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, guys. Jake has a drop on the 25th, mm-hmm. uh, the March 25th. 
Trent has a podcast called the Tournament of Nonsense, which we participated on. I'm sure there'll be another one where we're on that again. Um, so yeah, no spoilers. Uh, so I was gonna, I was about to say who won the last time, but <laughs> I, I figured I'd let you listen. Uh, the the listeners win. The listeners the, the, win. The, I like that. I like that. Uh, yeah, you can catch our podcast, LA Clips Forum, wherever you catch your podcasts. Apparently, you could give ratings on Spotify. So, like I said in the last episode, and when you're done hearing a lot of misinformation about science on one of the other podcasts on Spotify, you can come to our podcast and leave us a decent rating. And then on Apple, um, just leave a review. We'll pre- we appreciate it. It, just, it helps our cause of, you know, when you type in Clippers, we might be one of the podcasts that pop up if you leave us more reviews, you know. So that's what we're aiming for, you know. That's what uh, we want in life. Yep. That's our goal. Our goal is that when you when you type in Clippers, we, we're like one of 100 options. You know, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's our goal. Um Catch us, on, catch, catch us on Twitter at LA Clips Forum. We host a Twitter space after every game. If we're not hosting the space, we have our extended universe and Trent and Jake hosting the space for us. And that's it. And we're out. And thank you, Trent, for the outro. Thank you for joining Brian Andrew and Jesse Sandoval for this episode of LA Clips Forum. For all the over and backs, loose balls, clear paths, and tip-ins catch la clips forum every week the podcast for fans by fans clipper nation we'll catch you on the rebound oh yeah